Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have another treat for you on today's episode. Mr. Todd Ginger wanted to come back on the show specifically to talk about a big health scare that he has had recently. And we also have the boyos with us, uh, my brother Andrew Hoffman and Mr. Jake Bible. Uh, they are going to tag along for Todd's journey, we'll say, uh, or maybe just explaining kind of what all happened and when it all happened. And uh, it, it was it was good to hear because obviously we've been in touch. We've been talking about the whole episode, but it was good to hear the entire story from Todd. And hopefully there's some lessons to be learned by everyone here. It was something that Todd feels obviously very important about now or very strongly about now. And it's, it's something he definitely wanted to come on the show and talk about. I'm really glad that he did. It took a lot of courage because, again, this is a, a big thing that has happened to him very recently. There's not been lots of time to digest everything. So uh, I'm going to stop rambling and we're just going to get right into the episode. So please, without any further ado, sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have a special treat for you. We have my brother from another mother, Andrew Hoffman, but he's running late, so he'll be here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also have Jake Bible. What's up? And our good friend, Todd Ginger. Hi. Todd, welcome back, sir. Thanks. Now, Todd had a, uh, we'll say an incident uh, happen uh, in his uh, in his life that he wanted to come on and talk about. He feels very uh, strongly about it. It's very important. And um, so we definitely wanted to come on and, and have Todd back on the show. But we also have the boyos here to, to just bullshit and hang out and just have a good time as, as well. Uh, because, well, let's be honest, this is kind of our hangout time. This is kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. I'll and uh, I'll, I'll be selfish with that time. And I've got no problem saying that. Um, but first and foremost, I need to make an announcement as I have a public apology to make that I, I said that uh, Biden wouldn't be in office for more than six months before he just stepped down and said, you know what? Hey, guys, my health is declining. I need to focus on me. You guys are in good hands and we're going to rock forward and blah, 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 all that kind of bullshit. And uh, well, uh, he's been in office for six months, so I was wrong and I'm sorry. Well, not sorry, <laughs> but I was wrong. And I owe an apology. How's that? <laughs> Matt's crow has been eaten. Oh, uh, you'll have that. Yeah. Uh, damn it, that hurt. All right. But uh, so, Todd, why don't you uh, catch us up to date on kind of uh, the big incident, we'll say. Sure. And then we can kind of just uh, go from there. <clears throat> sure. So, um, back in February, um, I woke up one morning about 3 a.m. So, at this point, what, like eight months ago-ish? Yeah, that's about right. About right. Yeah. Um. Wasn't feeling good, and I was having chest pains. And, uh, you know, I woke up, and I was like, oh, man, I'm not feeling right. And um, 
kept trying to fight it off and fight it off and fight it off. And because um, I was like, shit, I don't really want to go to the hospital because if I go to the hospital, then all hell's going to break loose. Yeah, it's going to cause it, all kinds of problems. Because yeah, at that time, we were all kind of talking, and you had said, like, on our little group text, that, you know, like, stress at work had been getting you. Mm-hmm. There's working a ton. And you guys yeah. were going through, like, a merger at that time at the yeah. office. And yep. so there's a bunch of stuff going on there. So there's lots of big things going yeah. on that could have could have been. Yeah, exactly. So. So I sat around um, for a couple hours, and every time I laid down, it got worse. And then when I sat up, it wasn't as bad. So um, my son got up at about 5 to go to work, and he left uh, a little bit after 5. And finally at that point, I said, you know what, I got to go in. So I woke my wife up, and I said, hey, look, we should go to the hospital. I'm not feeling good. <clears throat> so, so it wasn't even like doctor. It was like, let's go right to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, we need to go to the ER. So went in, got checked in. Um, check my blood pressure. My blood pressure was high. They gave me some nitroglycerin, which didn't do anything. Didn't, didn't stop the pain or anything. So sat in the ER for a very long time. Normally the, with heart stuff, don't they take you in like right away? Oh, they like, took me in immediately. Heart stuff's like, get him back there. Let's do this thing. Yeah, Make sure it's not hard. There wasn't even, there wasn't even, I didn't fill out paperwork. They're just like, hey, yeah, we're going to take you back right now. Okay. We'll take care of the paperwork. Okay. Right so you sat like in the examination room. In the exam- It wasn't room. like in the waiting room. Oh, oh no, no, no. I misunderstood. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I, they took me back. I got you. No, I completely misunderstood. When I came in and said I'm having chest pains, they're like, okay, we're going to take you right back. Yes. So, yeah, that's how that You goes. with the cough, you sit there and cough. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, exactly. everybody else sick. <laughs> exactly. So, so, um, so actually what was funny, the ER doctor who was there is actually a, a good friend of mine that I've known for forever. I used to coach her, her son in, in baseball. So, so anyway, she came, she came in and saw me and checked me out and they couldn't figure out what was going she, on. She checked you out. Damn. Yeah. She's, she's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful woman. She really is. Oh, we kid. We kid. She's folks. a sweetheart. Um, so finally they transferred me over to Barberton and admitted me and I sat in the hospital for two days and, um, ran all kinds of tests. They couldn't find anything wrong, you know, and that was all good news for us. Yeah, we were like, Hey, news. we thought there was a problem. Yeah. They said, there's nothing, no big deal. Finally, the chest pains went away that evening. It was late. It, I mean, I wasn't, I had chest pains all day. Um, the first day I was in, I think that was like a Tuesday. And, um, they finally went away maybe 10 o'clock that night, 10, 11 o'clock that night. So it, they'd been gone for a while, but, um, you know, they controlled everything and everything seemed to be fine. Um, they discharged me the next day, basically said they think it was called something called acute pericarditis. Peri- the pericardial sack is the sack that's around your heart i didn't know that there was a sack around your heart really so the heart's in like a like a fluid yes yeah it's like in a it's like i guess it's a protective sack i guess really so yeah i I had had no no idea idea. so they said that that could be caused by anything could be some sort of a viral infection could have been anything you know and even something from the common cold so no big deal so they sent me home and i read more about the pericarditis and uh, the more I read, the more I'm like, they have no idea what causes that. So I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, no big deal, right? Shocker, right? Yeah, so it, it's all good. Hey, Andrew's here. All right. So Welcome. We're talking about Todd's sack right now. <laughs> not not that sack. Heart sack. Heart sack. <laughs> okay, Heart go, sack. go ahead and keep going, yeah, Todd. No problem. So, um, so um, as time went on, um, my cardiologist, who she wanted me to, to get a test done, it was called a CTA, which is a CT with an angio. So in the meantime, 
um, we couldn't get it scheduled right away because just, just the way that the scheduling went. And also I had a, about a week where, um, um, my son was moving back from California. So I said, well, I'm, I'm just going to fly out and just ride back with you. So you don't have to do that drive by yourself. So on our way back, we stopped in the Grand Canyon, hiked all over the place. We stopped in uh, Sedona, hiked all over the place. I mean, we, we put a lot of miles in. Everything was great. So I went in, finally got in, I think in May, to get um, the CTA done. And I thought, well, this is just routine. Even like my family doctor, she was like, really, they scheduled that? I don't know why they would schedule that. And I'm like... Oh, great. Now I'm a guinea pig. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, there's just a kind of controversial thing, whether something, whether that's really necessary or not. And I said, all right. So I went in thinking, no big deal. I'm going to come out with a clean bill of health. Fine, whatever. So um, so when they do the CTA, they inject a dye in your in your body. And that's the angio portion because they want to see what's going on with your with your arteries <clears throat> around your heart. By the way, if you've never had that injection of that dye, I will tell you um, it's interesting because they they just tell you it'll make you feel warm. I'm like, all right. So I'm laying there on this CT on this bed and they inject that shit. I'm like, oh my God, I'm pissing my pants. What the the hell is going on? I am pissing my pants right now. It was the weirdest, weirdest feeling I've ever had in my life. I'm like, that is just I I can understand like feeling warm. We almost needed a sweat, but like. But to feel like you're pissing your pants, it was, like, that's it not was, good. It was so bizarre. It's the warmest feeling that yeah. you can relate to. Right. Top of the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, so um, second most to right. to do that. <laughs> so to do that, they actually have to slow your heart rate down. Right. Um, so I had to take a bunch of drugs to do that to slow my heart rate down, and got home and uh, fell asleep because I was worn out from it. So my cardiologist called me at about 4.30 that day, and I woke up, and I saw she had called, and I left her a message back. Well, about 8 o'clock that night, she called again. I'm like, <clears throat> hmm, that's not that's not a good sign that they're calling me at 8 o'clock at night. So, no. Yeah, so I was like, shit, this can't be good. So she called, and she goes, well, we think you have a blockage in one of your arteries, probably about 70% blockage. You need to get a cath procedure done. Now that that's pretty common in for like heart attacks and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And what what causes that? Do you know? Did they explain that? Um, basically, it's just a buildup of calcium inside of your arteries. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, so a lot of that's probably just from not eating right, doing you know stress. I mean, God, anything. Just life. Yeah. Realistically, just life. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people that have had problems with their heart and their arteries because. They, they have smaller arteries because of genetics. genetics. Yeah, like my mom has the exact opposite problem. Yeah. She's got one of the two, I guess, the main uh, things in the heart. The, yeah. Uh, valves. Uh, ventricles or what do they call yeah. the damn thing? Arteries or whatever. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't bloody know. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess one of them is like normal size, which mm-hmm. is like the size of like a pencil or something, whatever. Yeah. The other one's like the size of her thumb. Yeah. Like it's huge. And like there's nothing they can do about it. And they're like, sucks to be you. And she gets like super tired doing anything. Yeah. Like for her, it's like, like it's it's so funny. It's like walking down to the mailbox, you know, like fifty yards, whatever. I mean, like in a slight hill. It's like doing that and coming back is like me running like miles. That's my mom. Yeah, yeah and like I'm always on her. Like you gotta you gotta move, you gotta walk, you gotta do whatever. But she physically yeah. can't. Yeah, you know, it's like you know what? You know, hey, 
You're doing the best you can do. Like, good for you. Because, again, like, it's yep. just – she was born this way. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, yeah. you know, she's had this trouble her whole life and didn't know it. And yeah. just gets worn out super fast. Yeah, I mean, there was a guy that I used to work with who's passed away now. I mean, his whole family, like, none of the men in his family have ever reached past the age of 50. That's scary. It yeah, was horrible. And and he, he had two heart attacks in his life. Um, and he, I think he reached like age 54, 55 when he finally passed away, but basically they, their family were just born with small arteries and there's just nothing they could do. Yeah. It is what it is. It's the, you it's know. the shitty luck of the draw. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, so, um, so she called me and said, Hey, you got this blockage. We need to get a cath procedure. So, um, I went and saw her, I had a scheduled proceed, uh, appointment with her on Tuesday anyway. So saw her on Tuesday, um, told me basically what to expect and um went on got the procedure scheduled for that thursday went in um and i was i'll be honest i was a little scared because i mean understandably so you know i mean number one i mean i've done i've probably done god i don't know 20 i've been in the cath cath room 30 40 times in my career because that's what i do you know i've designed several of them probably at least a dozen or so but i've never been in one as a patient i could tell you that and um ironic um, yeah i know isn't it so anyway so thursday um i went in and um you know did the prep and everything and and um got the got a stint put in and um the doctor i was laying on the table so you're awake for the whole thing really yeah yeah i i mean you could watch you know i watched the monitor as much as i could because what the hell else am i gonna do when i'm laying there yeah and, Just um, contemplate your own life. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So, you know, my poor wife, she, when they were rolling me away, he, they stopped and they go, okay, this is where you say your goodbyes. And she's like, wrong choice of words. Yeah, right. <laughs> what the hell was that? You know, so that, that got to her. But um, so anyway, um, got done. They put the stint in and the doctor said, well, you're over 90% blocked. He, he basically was like, you were lucky. Holy shit. Yeah. So I felt very lucky. Um, uh, I, incredibly fortunate. He showed me the before and after pictures of how much blood flow is now compared to what it was before. And I tell you what, I was laying on the table. Can you literally I, feel the difference now? You know, what's funny is I never, I never felt any symptoms of it. I, it never affected me. So like, what are the, what are the normal feel, symptoms? I don't feel like fatigue. You get, you get tired quicker, right? but like, I'm always tired. So like, to me, like I live my life in fatigue, you know, cause of, of the stress level. The stress from on. work yeah. and just probably not sleeping well and exactly. everything else. You know. Exactly. So, but, um, I was laying there and, uh, he showed me those before and after pictures. I go, damn, that looks really bad. I go, <laughs> I said, if that had been hundred percent blocked, that probably have been bad, huh? He goes, yeah, you'd have had a major heart attack. And the uh, the other doctor in the room said, you probably would have been a Widowmaker. So. Which, for those of you listening who don't know what that means, he would have fucking died. I would have been dead. <laughs> I would have been dead. Yeah. So, I'm very thankful to my cardiologist for... Um... Sorry. You're all right. It's it's a huge thing to talk about. It's, it's, a, it's a big, heavy burden, and I appreciate... You're willing to come on and share this with others because, again, these are things that Go get most back. most people are afraid to even talk about <clears throat> right? because they think that, oh, I'm just going to live forever and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're going to fucking die someday. And yeah. it's, it's just a matter of how and when. Right. So it's like you got to prepare for these things. You have to have these kind of conversations and realize that 
you know, it's it's a very finite time that we're on this earth. Yeah, for sure. You know, so so don't I don't apologize for anything. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful. I mean, let's be honest. They saved your life. Absolutely. 100%. And let's also be honest, too, here, is that because you weren't stubborn. Exactly. and because And because you were willing to go into the ER yeah. and get all this stuff started. Right. Instead of just like, ah, yes. I'm not feeling so great. I'm just going to go talk to my doctor or do whatever. Which, honestly, that's what I do. Right. Because I'm like... I'm not going to the ER unless I'm stabbed or yeah. like I'm shot right. you know, or like something's fallen off. Even if it's like a broken bone, it's like, eh, it can wait because yeah. like they've got more important things to do. Because right. like I remember going in for uh, my motorcycle accident back fuck, when I was like 21, 22, whatever it was. Like and I fractured my spine, separated my shoulder, like whatever. Like I got some normal road rash, nothing crazy. Um, but I went in there and they're like, oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Just go home. Like don't worry about it. I'm like – um. Like two doctors later, <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, you got a fractured spine, your shoulder separated. Here's, here's oh what's God. going on." And it's like, but they were like, "Oh, is it is it a solid? Is it good?" Because it was like a minor fracture. It's like, like you know, like the vertebrae, like yeah, there's stacks of like discs, right? And there's the like, disc in between, but there's like the the meaty bone, right? Yeah. It's like a cylinder. There's like little wings that stick off. Like one of those was fractured. So it was like the connective, you know, like tendons and muscles and everything else. So it hurt like hell. But it was structurally fine. It was no big deal. Right. So it wasn't a huge thing on their radar. Like, oh, whatever. Who cares? So it's yeah. like, I look at it like, oh, I'll just wait and go to the regular doctor. But had you done that, dare I say, you know, you may not oh, yeah. be here. Absolutely. And and that's that's really the re- main reason why I wanted to come on, just to, just to, just to tell people, like, look, if you got something that, that's going on, don't just ignore it. Like, one of the things that, you know, one of the one of the part of the reasons why I haven't seen a doctor for a long time is because um, my family doctor that I used to go to, super nice guy, but, um, you know, years ago I was, you know, considered pre-diabetic, and um, so he, he would just go, diet, ex- diet and exercise, diet and exercise, so for one day I go, so what kind of what kind of diet do you think I should follow? He's like, I don't really know anything about uh, nutrition. <laughs> you need to go see a nutritionist, and I go, so I'm thinking, so I said, so what's the point of me even coming to see you then? And I stopped going because of that. Because it was like, in in right or wrong, I did. No, trust me, I completely understand. Because where I actually consider my chiropractor mm-hmm. my primary care physician, yeah, because I see him way more yeah. than I see my family doctor. And and I chose him because he's more of like a sports medicine guy. I mm-hmm. used to play tennis with him. That's how I met him. Yeah. And because like I'm usually injured for something, so if I need to go see somebody or do whatever, I'll usually go see him. But but I've had more luck with like my massage therapist, my physical therapist, my massage therapist. Like I do better with those things on a normal basis because again, mostly it's injuries right. that I'm dealing with. But if I'm sick or whatever, like I'll just tough it out at home. Like I'm yeah. not so worried about. It. I'm not r- rushing off to the doctors to go get antibiotics yeah. to get like. Half the bottle down, I feel good. Mm. I stop taking them. It doesn't kill the virus. Right, it makes right, things right. worse. Like all these problems that we've had, yeah. people talk about these super bugs or whatever. Like I don't do that. I'm I'm pretty bad about that. So I might see my my actual family doctor like once every four years, yeah. maybe. You know, so like I'm yeah. really bad about that. I completely oh, understand. I'm, I was horrible about yeah. it, but I can also understand like from listening to lots of podcasts about health and wellness, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always trying to like. Uh, hear about sleep and that kind of stuff as I'm trying to maximize my sleep because I don't sleep well. Yeah. And it's like, they can't be, you know, 
They're, they're generalists. They, they can't mm-hmm. be specialized in anything. Yes, and of you, course. You hear all these nutritional people, and they're like, oh, well, you could try this, or you could do that, or you could do this, but it's, it's really different, and it depends on your blood type and your lifestyle and yes. everything else. And it's like there's there's so much that goes into it. There's there just The doctors can't know that stuff. Yeah, agreed. And, and Agreed. And as I've gotten older, I understand that a little bit more. So I do have a new family doctor, and I really like her a lot. Um, you know, so a lot of the things that went into – why I didn't go is because like I didn't want to be on a bunch of meds. I knew that I had a family history of diabetes. I didn't really want to have to deal with that. Um, I used to eat pretty much what I wanted. That was my comfort. My food was my comfort. Dare I say that you and I have the same kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Like we're emotional eaters. Yes. Big time. And when we get stressed or depressed or sad, happy, anything, yeah. doesn't matter. Like we reach for food. You and yeah. I struggle with this. We've talked mm-hmm. about this for years. Yeah. And it's like I've held on to extra weight. That I mean, I know I should be losing right now, but now yeah. that I'm not lifting competitively, doing those kind of things, like I need to lose weight to yeah. just be a healthier version mm-hmm. of myself. Yeah. But I keep doing what I tell myself not to. Like right. I'll be standing in the store with the box of cookies in my hands. Like I'm just <laughs> buying this because I'm emotional. And, yes. And I, I can literally like see it that I can tell myself oh, yeah. and I still fucking buy it and go home and eat it all. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. And uh, one of the things that my therapist has been harping on for the last two years, she's like, look, you need to go get your blood work done because the numbers are what they are. You just don't know what they are. Yeah. Whether you go get it done or not, those numbers aren't changing. So, you know, and but like for me, like I didn't want to be on a bunch of meds. I'm Which not, I can I'm completely not a, understand. Yeah, like I'm having not, seen my, my parents both, yeah. more my mother than my, my mm-hmm. father, but seeing that. Like a handful of pills yes. every day. It's like I yes. don't want to be that. I and that's and that was me. And I did not. I'm not a big fan of big pharma. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are bad about that. But at the end of the day, once I went and so that was running through my head too. Like if I'm going to this hospital, I know that they're going to start checking my blood work, which means that there's a good chance that I'm they're going to diagnose me with diabetes, and then I'm going to be on this drug. And I'm going to be on that drug. So when I left the hospital, it was like, oh, you're diabetic, and here's some insulin, here's this, here's... And I, I walked away like a fucking pharmacy. And, and but at least I'm off the insulin, thank God, because I didn't want to have to do that. But here's the thing about that, especially. It's like at your age, mm-hmm. with the problems that you've had, mm-hmm. most people wouldn't do the work that you've done now. And yeah. We'll obviously get into that here in a little bit. Yep. They want to just take the pill yes. and keep doing what they're doing. They Absolutely. don't want to make a change. They don't want to diet. They don't want to exercise. They don't want to do the things that they need to do. Agreed. Because they want I'm, the easy button. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. I remember listening to a podcast a long time ago. I think it was the Barbell Shrug podcast. They had um, Andy. No, not Andy Stump. God, he's got his own. Uh, Too many and, podcasts. Andy Galpin. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Andy Stump has his own podcast. He's the uh, former Navy SEAL, right? Uh, wingsuit, base jumper, crazy asshole. Fucking love that guy. Uh, no, this was uh, Dr. Andy Galpin. And he did research out of like uh, Cal State Fullerton or something like that. Somewhere out in California. I mean, all kinds of crazy like muscle research, nutrition, all this kind of stuff. Well, to, to have his doctorate, uh, he had to take a lot of, I think he was like... Uh, well, I think he was like more of like the chemistry, like bio, like all that kind of stuff. We had to take some medical classes um, to, to finish his doctorate. And he was saying that he was in this class and he was like one of the only guys that wasn't a medical student. It wasn't trying to be an actual like, you know, uh, physician. And, and he was saying like they were going through all this class of drugs. And this drug does this, and this drug does that, and it fixes this, and it does this, and it does that. And like they were going through like the whole semester. 
And the, the person teaching it was, wasn't a physician. He was, it was like him, like a biomed or whatever it was, like a research guy. And, and they got to the very end of the class, the semester. And he said, Oh, by the way, there's one thing you can do or take or whatever have to fix all of these problems. And it's proper diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. And he's like, threw his pen down. I was like, I fucking knew it. He's like, he got <laughs> yeah. so excited, talked about that. And he's like, but again, People don't want to hear that. They don't, they don't want to change their lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some things that I'm on that I'm on now that I that are short term. And so, that's the great thing about that. Yeah, is because because you're willing to change things, <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll do it for the short term to get your body back in alignment. But then you'll do it naturally yeah. yourself. Yeah, like I have. Um, so like they, I have to take baby aspirin every day, and, and by basically they're saying I have to do that for us. That'll life. probably just be there forever, forever and always. When I got my accident at twenty years old, it was the same thing up until a certain point because apparently I don't have a spleen now, mm. but whatever it was that helps fight infection, your spleen's gone. Obviously, mm. that mm-hmm. your body recuperates and regenerates whatever. Yeah, a friend of mine was trying to explain it to me. She's she's a nurse, and I'm like, I, you're it's way over my head. But sure, if sure. you're saying I don't need to. I've never been sick or whatever yeah. without taking. I used to, if I didn't take them, I'd feel it in the back of my throat. I'd get sick. Oh, really? Get like the, like what's going on? Like, did you take your baby aspirin? It's like, nope. And yeah, simple baby aspirin, those little tiny yeah. little yeah, I know. pill that it is. And I take one or two or whatever. Eighty-one milligrams. It would fix you. Yeah, yeah. Now there's two things, and there's two things that I had to take because of my stint. One of them essentially, um, it, it allows the stint to be accepted by my body, basically. Is the way because it's a foreign entity and your body's always trying to fight those off. That's why a lot of implants, yes, or um, what do they call that when you change out the um organs, transplants, Transplants. when you have like the transplant, like your body usually fights those and it's a real issue. Yep, yeah, actually, the last last time I saw my cardiologist, um, which actually my cardiologist. I don't know why I'm even telling you because you guys don't give a shit. The um, we, we, we don't give we, a shit about you, Todd. Care. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. right. The, the the doctor who I saw in the ER, her husband is my cardiologist. Who again, I've known that family forever. So anyway, it was just weird that okay. he's now my cardiologist. So anyway, it's good context. When when I saw him um, the last time, he was explaining to me how how um, stints have evolved. So he said. When they used to have blockages, they used to just put a balloon in in your artery and inflate it, right? Inflate it and blow it up, and then but then it would always bounce back, and so that's why they started putting these stents in. And when they start, first started with the stents, they were just metal, and so then you're inserting this metal thing into your body, yeah, which your body's going to try to fight, it, which your body would fight, yeah. and then you have all these red blood well, cells well, fighting it. Well, actually, with uh, metal, doesn't it uh, like encapsulate it with like calcium or something and try to like what, enclose it? It does. So it does now. So now it's a medically some sort of a medically induced stent. Don't ask me. Okay, of course, kind of don't ask me. Of course. <laughs> so and and basically the reason for that is is to help prevent so i guess when it was just the metal like your red blood cells would would start fighting it and then it would it would create blockages because of it so this is more to infuse it into your system so i have to take that for a minimum of a year period and like they have me scared shitless they're like you have to take it diligently twice a day every day you cannot miss period this is the baby aspirin no this is called it's called berlinta okay so like every day, like even on the weekend, so seven a.m., seven p.m. Yeah, like it's like you, set an alarm on your phone. I have just... a I have a notification on my phone. Like I'm like, 
you know, like I freak out if I if I don't have it. Like if <laughs> if I'm out and I'm like shit, I'm out later than I want to be. It's seven fifteen. I'm like shit. Life happens. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I'm, it freaks me out because yeah. you know. And the more I read about, it, the more I'm like, this this would be really bad if I don't <laughs> take it. You know. So, but it is. You know what? At the end of the day, it is what it is. It's I a take, new routine you got to use. I take so, seven yeah. pills in the morning and five at night. Now, two of those, one of them in the morning is a is a multivitamin, and one of them at night is a vitamin D just to help boost my immune system. I mean, most people in America are vitamin D deficient. Yes. So you should be taking vitamin D anyway. Yes, agreed. Um, so, you know, I did, um, I did start seeing a nutritionist, and um, she helped guide me in, in some directions and gave me some, some uh, numbers to target. As far as the amount of proteins and fats and um, carbohydrates that I take in a day. So your macros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the three most important ones, yep. the macros. Yeah. And also calories. So, well, of course. Yeah. So she had, she gave me targets. And um, for for about three or four months, I've, I had a, a, I have an app that I follow it and um, put all my food in. Now, I've stopped doing it for about a month now. Is it just like a like a logging, like a tracking app, so you yes. can just kind of see where you're at, like yep. MyFitnessPal or something? Yeah, this is exactly what it is, and yeah. you can actually um, it's it's kind of cool because like if you have a, a food that you never you eaten before, you can um, scan its UPC label, and it'll automatically insert. Yeah, I mean, MyFitnessPal is by far the best yeah. logging and tracking app. And anytime yeah. somebody comes to me and says, "I'm going to lose weight" or "I want to do this," like, "Okay, cool, let's start tracking your calories." Yes. And just go to MyFitnessPal, download it, yep. and make it so easy because you can create your own meals. You can, you can, yep. like you said, you can scan stuff and it pops right up. Yes. You can search just about anything, yep. and it's already there. It's already done for you. It's it's yeah. so simple to use. Yeah. And plus, once you do that for a few months, we're pretty much um, creatures of habit, so yeah. we're going to have mostly the same things. Mm-hmm. You'll pretty much know what you do. Like now, yeah. I can just eat. I, I haven't done it for years, realistically, yeah. and I can eat. I can tell you within like probably 500 calories what I've had for the day yes. because I've done it for so long. Yep, yep, exactly. And that's where I'm at, and and that's where I'm at now too. So, like I, you know, after after the big scare in February and um, learning all the things that I learned, obviously I changed my diet quite a bit. Um, cut out all pop. Which pop was a huge thing for me, which is just number one, empty calories. Number two, a uh, lot of sugar. Oh, yes. A lot of sugar. Um, I drink water. That's it. That's all I drink now. Like, no tea, no coffee, no nope, nothing? Nothing. I drink water. It was interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day on, on, on Andy Stump's channel, right? <laughs> Cleared Hot. Mm-hmm. And he had, um, who, who's the CrossFit uh, nutrition guy? Oh, God. Ask the CrossFit guy over there. I, I do have no <laughs> idea, dude. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, oh, many that's, moons that's, ago. That's going to bug me. Um, how many, how Rob many, Wolf. How, it was okay. Rob Wolf. And he was he's kind of Mr. Paleo. It's got adopted by the CrossFit world. So he was doing uh, – those two have met on the CrossFit circuit. Uh, they were going on speaking to each other – or speaking to each other. Speaking to gyms around the country or what have you on the, on the circuit. And uh, he was saying – Obviously, there's no one size fits all diet. Like we all know this, right? It's different for everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I know, like like Andrew, like he has trouble with carbs. Like where, whereas, whereas I don't. It's like I can have more carbs and I'm okay, but my body seems to like fat, you know. But I don't do mm-hmm. well on the keto diet, which is mostly just protein and fat. Yeah. Like I need to have some carbs because if not, then I just I get cranky and mm-hmm. it just doesn't work out so well. 
And but I, I can still I I do pretty well on fat adapted things. I just need to lower the protein a little bit, up the fat, and then obviously lower the carbs as well. But like like Rob was saying on the podcast is like there's no one size fits all. You can't just say hey just do this because it's amazing. Like no, it's because again we're all different. But he said there are two things that regardless of any diet plan structure whatever work for everyone. Number one being do not have any liquid calories, mm-hmm. and that one kind of shocked me because you you hear a lot of people say yeah I cut out sodas because of the sugar stuff. I get it. You know, but he was saying like, no, like no Frappuccinos, no the fancy shit at take your bucks. Like, you know, no, (laughs) like none of that stuff. He's like, just have water, have tea, have black coffee, Mm -hmm. um, like all, all that kind of good stuff. Like it makes sense. He's like, and actually having the sugar free sodas, he's like, it's way better in comparison than the regular sodas. And people are like, oh, they're going to kill you because of the artificial sweeteners and the chemicals and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, 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 no. It is by worlds better than having like the full sugar yeah. sodas. And I was shocked by hearing that. Mm-hmm. And number and number two, he had said that is most people do not have enough protein. Mm-hmm. It's like if you don't have enough protein, your body realizes that I probably don't have the micronutrients that I need. So that's why you crave food and you overeat sweets yeah. and crap and whatever. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It was interesting. Andrew, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, I'm sorry. To say yeah. There. You- you were talking about like the soda and stuff like that. And I mean, thank, I mean, so my brother was a ju- had juvenile diabetes. He's two years younger than me. So he was diagnosed when he was four. So I pretty much, you know, grew up my entire life with, you know, watching him take blood tests all yeah. the time, get insulin every day. Um, but I think like, obviously we, you know, the family kind of, um, you know, we got rid of the stuff like the sugary Just pop. Keep it around. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I've, I've drank diet my entire life. Like I'll still like sometimes on a very occasion, if there's like a new Mountain Dew or something, <laughs> man, that sounds like a loser, but <laughs> if there's like a, yeah, if there's an awesome new Mountain Dew that I want to try. Like I might have, I'll get a bottle or something like that. Yeah. But every- the thing about that though, is you might do that. <clears throat> what? Once every three, four months. If that, instead yeah. of most people that I know, they'll have like four Cokes a day. Yeah. So like, like if, if I would have been raised probably on regular drinks, I, I, I could be dead right now because I do, I do hit the diet pop, you know, pretty hard um not i try to drink a lot more um like the sparkling like the water sparkling waters like the, the carbonated stuff. waters yeah, yeah stuff like it, that now it but, fills you up yeah but um yeah that's one thing like thankfully thankfully like i've never had to like um overcome was because i do i knew i've known people yeah they drink two two liters a day you know i feel like if i did that i i, I i'd be 700 pounds right now if not dead yeah if I, well, I can, like I can remember in high school, like the energy drink <clears throat> of choice was either Surge, Surge which yeah. just came out, or the OG was Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's pretty much all I drank. And I can remember <laughs> like going to the uh, uh, convenience store or gas station or whatever and picking up like a two liter of Mountain Dew and going out to work mm-hmm. and just sipping on that all day instead yeah. of having any kind of water. Like, okay, yeah, if you want to have a a can or a 20 ounce or whatever. Like it's not the end of the world. Like it's, it's probably not going to kill a 20 year old. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously years of that could be an issue, but for the most part, it's like, I can't, I can't even think of like when I started drinking water, except for when I was younger, I was broke. Yeah. So when I would go out to eat, I would just get water. I would always get water. I wouldn't waste the money yeah. between the tax, tip, everything else on the on a bill for soda. Yeah. And that kind of just became a habit. And then when I was home, 
It's like, oh, well, I've got tap water. It's free. I'm already paying for it. So I'll just drink that. And luckily, it's actually good water. So I don't mind it. But there's like, I just kind of got used to that. But now it's like, I rarely ever drink anything other than water. Well, it's great. My daughter, who's 14, has her entire life only drinking water. She did, she had like, you know, formula and stuff like that when she was a baby, but never drank juice, never drank pop. Really? Has never had a, she has never had juice. She has never had pop. She refuses Just to drink like any it. of it. Huh. She's been water since the day she's sugar born. free is the way for me huh i mean it's like, just like so like i'm thinking it. like yeah. on one hand i'm like like i, I was talking to their day we're like joking around i'm like i'm like this is like don't you want to like taste like a like a dr pepper and just know what like people are like know what people talk about you dr. know dr peppers like, are delicious like why people would want to drink like i just want you to like you're gonna like miss out on all these <laughs> amazing drinks and then on the other hand it's like I mean, imagine like not even having to have the discipline to only you know, like Todd's having the mm-hmm. discipline to drink water all the time. I don't. Yeah. I, I have to imagine you're probably pretty fucking sick of it by now. No, <laughs> not really. I okay, I don't mind water. That's I'm, good. I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm thankful that I don't have a problem. Exactly. With it, but, but yeah. So like yeah, like she doesn't really have a vice. You know, she wants the water. Like she ex- is excited about. That's what she wants is water. And so then hmm. my my youngest, my little guy, is, <clears> he's kind of the same way. He'll. He will drink like you know some pop like if we go out to a restaurant like yeah, I'll let him have Sprite or something. Kids can do that because they can buffer all yeah. the bullshit. Whereas obviously we're all getting older, you know, and it's like we got to stop doing that kind of stuff. Well, and the other thing too, like I I have stopped drinking pop in the past in my life, but the hardest thing about doing that if you if you become accustomed to drinking pop on a daily basis, the hardest thing about stopping is the massive headaches you're about to get because yes. of, because of the caffeine. Caffeine withdrawal. is a huge drug. I mean, it's, caffeine yeah. is a huge drug. Yeah. And so that that was the thing that stopped me from doing it before because I'm like, God, I'm gonna have three days of just massive headache. Well, guess After what? So long it goes when, away. Though. When I got when I got put in the hospital, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. you were off it anyway, and I, and I was off, <clears> and then I haven't touched it since, and I haven't missed it. Um, and I'm thankful for yeah. that because like I'm bad about like the sugar free monsters as I'm yeah. bloody drinking one right now. Yeah, you know, because I thought. It's, I don't really like coffee. I don't mind iced coffee so much, but I don't do well with hot drinks in general. I don't mind the taste of coffee, but it's not something I crave. When I drink something, I want to enjoy it. I want to drink. I hate to say it. I want to drink it fast. Again, I want to like it. You know, I don't want to just sip on coffee just to get the effects, even though I don't really care for it. What's the point? And it's like, I know I shouldn't be drinking like the crazy frappuccino, whatever, a chino or latte, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't want to be doing that because like, all the sugar and all the bullshit and anything else. Yeah. So it's like I would drink some of these to like kind of get me through the morning or whatever at yeah. work or something like that. But then on the weekends, like I would never have it. Yeah. And so I would never become too addicted to it. Right. Too, um, I wouldn't have, wouldn't, wouldn't have bad withdrawal if I didn't have yeah. it. Depending, you know? yeah. but yeah. There, there's also times where like I'll go weeks without doing anything, and it's no big deal. Yeah, and sometimes I will do that, so like they'll hit me harder. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are times I do that for the podcast. I'll be real honest here. There's lots of times where it's like I want it to hit me hard. I want to be awake and alert and excited, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll not have it all week, and then I'll have like a uh, ready to drink from Black Rifle Coffee, or I'll have like a Monster or whatever, and it's like. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Like, mm-hmm. About an hour in, I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I understand that completely. sad how many times I can hear people talk about how bad this stuff is for you. And I've had a huge problem with energy drinks since I was 20. And the more they keep popping them out in different kinds and different brands or whatever. Like Angela just did a thing for uh, the sugar-free ones. It's called A-Shock. They're at the Spartan race and all that, passing them out and whatnot. Because a lot of athletes there, they'll have them. It's sugar-free. They won't take the other shit, but they'll have those because yeah. they're all sugar-free and whatnot. And, like, I 
at one point in my last job, like two jobs ago, whatever, I used to just I was drinking three or four energy drinks in a day. Ooh. That's not good. Ooh. But but that was around when I was twenty five. I was working out constantly. I was doing push ups instead of I was in the best shape of my life at twenty five. But still but what's going on inside? Because that's now a lot I hear of caffeine. Yeah. yeah, because now I hear all this kind of shit and I've heard people say dentists say it's bad for your teeth, the doctors say it's bad for your heart and everything else. Greatest shape of my life. I was twenty five, mm-hmm. obviously. I was doing stuff, I was running like my body was great. I felt great. I, I looked better. I was real. I was like 170 pounds. But what the hell was going on on the inside? Because sure. I was pounding. Well, the, the real issue with that, I think, is the uh, um, the B vitamin complex and all that kind of stuff that's in there, right? Because if my headphones are really messed up, I can't. I can't bloody hear myself. <laughs> you're, you're echoey, sir. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, you definitely sound weird. I know. It's freaking me out. Oh, the three of us can have a chat. We're going to pause here. Hold on a second. (laughs) And we're back. All right. We're back. I like it. I don't know what happened there. We had some technical difficulties with my microphone. So hopefully we're back up and running. All right. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) So um, I don't know if you guys have ever looked at the whole death by caffeine thing. Mm -mm. Right. So it's like if you look at how much... A caffeine you'd have to ingest to actually kill someone because, like Jake, you talked about you're having like four energy drinks a day. Yeah, that was. And weird. you yeah. you hear of like kids dying yeah. who are like staying up all night gaming and doing that kind of stuff and four um, locos, Obviously, they're eating very healthy yeah. foods like pizza and Doritos and yeah. Mountain Dew and energy drinks right. and all this kind of stuff, right. right? But again, they're kids. It is what it is. We all we all did though. Mm-hmm. Well, I did that. I didn't play video games, but I certainly ate like an asshole. But uh, <laughs> um. But they, if you actually look at the actual data of how much caffeine it will take to kill you, it's a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. almost impossible to drink. I mean, that it, much. it's literally. Yeah. But when you start to do these B vitamins and, and the, the other, and all the no, no, it's, it's not the sugar. The no. sugar you can have shit tons of sugar. Trust me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's it's the energy blends. Okay. Like what's uh, this? Like taurine, L carbonine, yeah. instrol, like all this. Like, kind of crazy shit like there's all kinds of stuff in here but that seems to be the actual issue is like it overloads your heart because like when i have one of these things if i hadn't had it in a while because like I'm, this thing's gonna hit me hard because i haven't had any caffeine in probably two two three weeks and like i swear it's it's more of the the energy blend or whatever it is that's like my face starts to get hot like i start to feel mm-hmm. weird like Ooh, I can feel it working, and I think they do that on purpose. Like, oh, I can, I can feel it. Whereas, like, if I have coffee, like an iced coffee, or whatever, it's like I get the the alertness from the caffeine, but it's not like the same kind of jittery kind of feeling that I kind of get from some of the energy drinks. So, I think that's yeah. really the danger of all that kind of stuff. But again, you'd have to have so many to well, kill you. And I'm laughing at your energy drinks, but I'm I'm kind of going over my doing inventory in my own head about like my my drinking consumption habits yeah. and i am i there I, I might be drinking maybe three to four cans of diet mountain dew per night when it's in the house like obviously i don't go out and keep getting it right. but like if it's in there like if we buy a 24 pack or something yeah i'm gonna drink it probably at a three to three to four can a night clip until right. it's gone so I'm thinking like that. That can't be good. Like, so I don't know. Like, it certainly is. Like, I'll occasionally get that caffeine buzz that Matt's talking about, but for the most part, like, um, I don't know what effect caffeine has on me because I know I go to bed late 
anyway. And sometimes I'll be drinking these Mountain Dews all the way up until the time I go to bed. I can drink this entire large cup of black coffee right before bed. Pass out, no yeah. problem. If Angela coffee has, hits but yes and no. If Angela, if Angela has a Mountain Dew yeah. after like 4 p.m., she's, not she's up all freaking night. Well, yeah. here, here, here's the thing, right? Uh, your, your adrenal glands get fucked up. We'll talk about yeah. that in a second. So I just looked this up on uh, caffeineinformer.com. And I've got this Monster Zero Sugar Energy Drink. I put in my weight, which is a lot. <laughs> you know, Matt, it enter, you have, can you enter it in stone? In I've, I've, got, I've got it in kilos, kilos. sir. Okay. Thank right. you very much. At least you're uh, not, not stone yet. And it says, my daily safe maximum is 5.9 cans. Jesus. That's a daily safe. And that's to be safe. Of the Monster All right. Zero. A lethal. I'm still not buying that. Lethal yeah. dosage. Can we guess? Uh, Let's guess. Let's play it again. Okay. Okay, go around the table. How many of those would it take to kill Matt? In a day, we talked about I'm saying, so 5.9 cans is, is your... my safe maximum. Double that. So, okay, like, so like 11? 11. 11, right. yeah, 10 or 11. Todd? Yeah. I'll say 20. 20? I'm going to say 35. 35. It is 148. <laughs> wow. 0.3 cans of monster. So impossible. Okay. Kill yeah, so impossible. Again, yeah. it's, it's not the caffeine. Yeah, it's like the energy blends and all, all the other stuff, kind of crazy yeah. shit that's going on. So, that's way so off. That, that's Jeez. exactly it's it's nuts. <laughs> I thought it'd be double. If that. you look it's... up like actual coffee, yeah. like coffee, coffee, it's it's like yeah, four hundred cups yeah, or whatever. It's 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 nuts. Coffee literally really isn't that even caffeinated no, coffee. It's got like one calorie in it. Also, black coffee not, or some stupid yeah. shit like that. It's, yes, it's insane. Nonetheless, here's the thing though, right? Because when you have caffeine. It's long-term damage, isn't well, it? Uh, yes and no, because again, it affects your adrenal glands. Yeah. I don't understand all the science. This is very much an overview. Trust me. I am not an expert. Uh, my, my chiropractor has always told me, it's like if you stay within like 100 milligrams of caffeine, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's more about than, one co- cup of coffee. Granted, this can, I think, is like 160, no, 140 milligrams per can. Yeah. All right? So it's, it's a little over that. Um, but a standard cup of coffee, Caffeine free. <laughs> my wife. Thanks to my wife. Yeah. Well, normally, caffeine. that would be about 35 gram, milligrams yeah. of caffeine. Okay. Unless. A uh, standard cup of coffee. Granted, a cup is six ounces. So, a six-ounce cup of coffee is, I think, between 45 and 60. Well, a cup is eight ounces. A cup is eight ounces. No, a, a standard cup. Man. I mean, are we talking a metric uh, unit? No, no, no. Are we talking about a coffee a, a measurement? A cup of coffee. Okay. That's what they call a cup. I got it. There's those small okay. little glasses. You Smaller would, like, than a glass With your pinky water, up yeah. with a little saucer. I'll take your word for it. You no, know, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's it's a six-ounce cup. Okay. That's, that's that's the unit of measurement they use. It's probably <laughs> bloody British or something. And I have a foot-long dick. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I had, say, I had to say something inappropriate. So that's always how it yeah. works. But nonetheless, so it's like. Most people obviously don't have six <laughs> ounces. They're going to have 20 or more. Yeah. But like a cup is between 45 and 60 milligrams of, of caffeine. So most people are having way more than 100 when they're drinking. And typically they drink multiple cups of coffee. I say that loosely. Because, again, they're usually going to fill up at least a 20-ounce. Let's be real honest here. And if you have that, the caffeine stays in your system, I think, for almost eight hours. I think it has a half life of like four or six hours, so yeah. like it lasts. It lasts a really long time. And the issue is, if you're pounding Mountain Dews or coffee or what have you before you go to bed, is that your adrenal glands they're kind of shot and they can't regulate that, which is why you need to almost detox from all the caffeine 
for a couple of weeks probably and kind of get yeah. back on a Fight normal track. So that it, way yeah. when you actually have a cup of coffee, you feel it. Mm-hmm. Because that's why people have multiples because, again, their adrenal glands are shot. It can't process all the caffeine. But the, the real issue is like if you have it late at night because uh, Dane Lee had talked about this from Elite Sports Recovery. He's my physical therapist. And, and he had said, I think, two or three times ago when he was on, that, again, the caffeine has like an eight-hour half-life, all these kind of things. Like, it stays in your system a long time. He's like, you should not have any caffeine after 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. if you want to sleep that night. Because it is the same as like taking NyQuil or anything else. Like, yeah, you're going to fall asleep, but you're not going to get rest. You're not going to go in and out of the dream cycles and things like you need to to actually recover from all that kind of good stuff. So the people who's like, oh, I can just have coffee and go right to bed. It's like, well, that's because you fried your fucking system. Yeah. And you need to stop. You're not really resting. Exactly. Yeah. You're not getting quality rest. That becomes the yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Well, like, again, that's like I home. said, I've heard that for years and I never, yeah, depending on what my work schedule is or whatever else, I have coffee constantly and it's probably fried. That's probably 100 percent true and you're also on swing shift too which just fucks up your well system. i was i mean that was but that we would switch every month also but doesn't so, matter it's like that is taking years yeah. off your life yeah they talk they talk about the way nurses uh first responders like police fire <laughs> emts like all those guys like uh, military obviously like their sleep cycle because they're not like regulated like because they're switching back and forth like they're literally taking years off their life i mean just working third shift alone Mm-hmm. will take years off your life. Yeah, I hate that shit. Don't yeah, do it's that it's crazy. It, like, you actually look at the data. It's, it's nuts. Um, nonetheless, so cycling all the way back here. So your nutritionist kind of puts you on a new plan, mm-hmm. work mostly on macros and calorie consumption. So it's yep. not nothing crazy or yeah. anything nuts. Uh, do you mind saying kind of what you're doing? Are you doing like 30%, 30%, like the zone diet, like kind of 30, 30, 30? Or? I can tell you. Hang on. There you go. Let me open He's up the app. Here. Looking it up. I'll tell you the numbers that she gave me, and I've been—I I was hitting uh, the, the app I've been using is called Carb Manager, and it just takes a minute to open up. How many pounds are you down? Um, so when I first went in the hospital back in February, which is only four months ago, by the way, Matt said it was eight months. Yeah, that that confused me earlier. I was questioning. Oh wow, first, I messed that I, up real bad. Didn't <laughs> I? Yeah, I'm like we're only off by a little bit. But yeah, that's okay. it's all good. Now that's what um, I thought. I, oh shit, I was thinking November. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. it's okay. It's all good. I used to carry plus or minus two two eighty. I used to be about two hundred and eighty pounds plus or minus. And how tall are you? Uh six three. Um I am now uh when I weighed my I weigh myself once a week now. Um last Monday when I weighed myself I was two forty seven. So I'm nice. almost, down almost thirty five pounds. That know. that's huge in yeah. four months. Yeah. It it's it's been a big transformation. So um what the numbers that she tells me to hit is 110, 110 grams of protein, hundred and five grams of fat. Uh, about 1,800 calories and 100 grams of net carbs. Only 1,800 calories? Yeah. Jesus, Todd. To be honest with you, I was prob- when I was keeping track of everything, I was hitting probably around 1,500 calories a day. And hence the reason why I've lost 30 Yeah, you've pounds. lost a lot of weight. Because, yeah. I mean, typically your, uh, your maintenance mode, um, yeah. obviously for somebody active, you, most people aren't very active. Mm-hmm. Most of us are sedentary now. Yeah. So let's say you wanted to uh, – what's your ideal weight? Like – What's like a goal weight for you? So you like my goal weight when I first started is, is is if I could get around 230, I'd be pretty happy. 230 pounds. So if we go 230 pounds times, let's say 14 calories per pound. Mm-hmm. All right. That's like a, there's like a window. Again, everybody's different. You kind of have to play with it and kind of see what works. That puts me 
uh, telling you to have like 3,000 calories a day, yeah. which would make more sense for a guy your size sure. to consume that many calories. So mm-hmm. again, I can see why you're losing a bunch of weight very quickly. Yeah. And obviously, mm-hmm. this is like a drastic kind of detox and probably cutting a lot of food out and stuff anyway, which, well, which is a good thing. The, in the beginning, it went fast. Now I'm, I'm – but right now, it's a very uh, steady one to two pounds a week, which, that's, is, which and, is very healthy. That's perfect. <clears throat> it is. That is about all you really want to lose if you yeah. want to be able to – because the problem is a lot of people, they, they do these kind of diets. Yeah. And they, they drastically cut down mm-hmm. and they yo-yo. So yep. they're gonna they're gonna cut way down yep. and then all right cool I'm good I'm, yep. now I'm gonna go back to my old habits yes. and do exactly what I was doing That's they're gonna exactly right. get back up to the weight they were plus a little bit usually it's plus ten to fifteen percent for most yep. people so they actually start off heavier my brother has struggled with this for years because he'll go on keto lose a bunch of weight then yep. he'll then he'll start eating carbs again then boom he blows back up then yep. then he'll go on keto and lose a bunch of weight and then he blows back up and it's it's this cycle back and forth and back yep. and forth and unfortunately <clears throat> normally he gains more weight every time he does it yeah and it's, it becomes an issue whereas why I like the idea of like what you're doing is that nope we're gonna completely change everything yeah. I'm gonna change how I eat I'm gonna stop the pop or soda, or Coke, or whatever you want to bloody call it around the, yeah. the world. And, you know, we're going to stop those kind of things. We're going to change the kind of foods that I'm eating and everything else. <laughs> and we're actually make, like, a long-term change, which is ideal. Yeah. But I love the idea instead of, like, doing – because a lot of people are like, oh, well, let's just do a a 500-calorie cut. So, again, you'd start off and you'd be – let's say you calculated your normal – you didn't change anything. You're just calculating what you're eating and saying, oh, I'm eating 4,000 calories a day. This is why I'm gaining weight. Okay, that makes sense. Let's let's cut out, you know, 500 calories a day. And that equals, a, what, about a pound a week-ish, yeah. something around mm-hmm. there? Because uh, what is it, like 3,500 calories for, per pound or something like That's that? Right. I, I forget. Yeah. Somewhere around in there. But again, everybody's a little different. Um, so he's like, okay, I'm just going to cut this out. And, like, and they'll start to slowly lose weight. Whereas what I like to do is have that target range of how many calories per pound do I want to eat? And somewhere between like 13 and 17 Somewhere in there. Um, I like to shoot on the lower side of that. But I'll do that for the the weight that I want to be. So I'll eat to maintain a lower weight. So I'll cut the calories, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like where I'm at now. Like, oh, it's going to cut 500 calories. Which yeah. for most people is like, that's eh, like a peanut butter sandwich. Is your drink kicking in right now? Not not, not I necessarily. Think, I think so. But. I mean, I'm definitely feeling good. <laughs> yeah, he had to shut the fuck up in like 45 minutes. <laughs> hey, I got my mic working. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. What the hell? <laughs> well, oh, the thing that's funny. You the th- <laughs> hey, it's your podcast, man. <laughs> we're just we're just here. We're just guests. <clears throat> the thing that the thing that they hey, go- let's be real honest here. It's like I've told all of you guys. Like I see it as much our podcast as I do my podcast. Fair enough. It's it's. It's changed a lot from what I thought it was going to be. And I enjoy this just yeah, as much as is. anything else. Yeah. Just us sitting around bullshit. Right. Yeah. The thing, the thing that, um, that really hit me with it all, uh, you know, hear people talk about this all the time. It's a lifestyle change. I don't even know what the hell that meant until I did it. Yeah. And it really is. You, you have to basically just, you have a different mental approach to everything. And like, I'm doing things now that I never did before. Like when I go to buy something new at the grocery store, I'm like, okay, let's look at the nutrition label. I never used to do that shit. I used to just buy and get whatever I wanted. But like, that's the first thing I do now, you know? But the other thing that that is extremely important, and my nutritionist has told me this more than once, as well as my therapist, um, I have a whole fucking team taking care of me. I don't know. Cardiologist, therapist, nutritionist. But, but that's important. It is important. It really it, is. It, it, honestly, it is. And it, 
on, there, it's, it, it's a holistic approach. It's there, like a one size yes. fits all. Pro, I mean, Tiger Woods got the same. He's got you yes. know his own. Yeah, every like area. a like an athlete. It, it took me a while to to accept that because you know you, we're all just men and we're like, well, we can take care of it ourselves. It's okay. Sometimes it's you need, important. Sometimes you need a team. It's important to ask for help because again, yeah, you can't be is. a specialist in everything. Yeah, but um, but like you can't just cut things out like. You know, like um, we're building a house down in Lake Mohawk. They have a new place that they opened this year there. It's a barbecue place. Phenomenal barbecue. Guess what? When I go out on the weekend, I have barbecue. Why? Because I like it. But I don't do it all the time. Exactly. I don't do it every day. It's, it's not an everyday you, you thing. Can't, you can't cut everything out because that's when you start craving it. Once you start craving it, that's, that's when you're going to start to fail. And for me, the only thing that I've cut out 100% but frankly, I don't miss is the soda. Um, but again, that just took you time yes. to get used to that. Yeah, exactly. And and what's funny is like, you know, my therapist used to harp on me all the time. She's like, you got to go get your blood test. You got to, you got to see what the numbers are because the numbers are what they are. They are what they are, whether you know them or not. And now I'm seeing that, like I got my blood work last week and I'm like, Ooh, what are my numbers? Oh shit. That looks good. Oh, this is awesome. You know, and like, it's literally, it gets infused in you where you're like, shit, this is great. Like I'm wearing, um, I have shirts that I'm wearing now that I haven't worn in years because like they didn't fit. Because they're like, they were your skinny clothes that you held on to thinking, oh, well, I'll lose that weight and get back into those, but you never do. You know, but you're actually doing that. I'm, I'm down two pant sizes and a whole closet of that. <laughs> <laughs> well i think we all do yeah. well I've, I've got like stages i've got like skinny i've got like <laughs> medium. medium fat i've got like kind of heavy and i've got really fucking heavy yeah no exactly I've, I've got them all that's the problem i need to get rid of like the really fucking heavies <laughs> i was i was in the same boat i mean honestly in my heaviest i was probably pushing 330 you know I didn't know because we didn't have a scale that went over 300 pounds. I just know that it, I told it to scale. That's all I knew. I knew I was over 300. So Get off, fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. They would say. That's pretty no. much. Hey, let, let's be real honest. Like when I bought my scale, I got like a good digital scale yeah. of years ago. Yeah. And I had to get one that went up to 400 pounds yeah. because at the time I was about 330. Yeah. Jeez. I was fucking huge. But I was yeah. trying to be huge for weightlifting. <laughs> sure. But again, like there's no point for me to be that big anymore because again, it's not healthy. Yeah. Like what I was doing was not healthy. I was trying to be like as good as I could in a sport. Whereas now it's like I should get back down to like kind of what I was like when Andrew and I first met, like when I was doing CrossFit. Yeah. Like that was like the best shape of my life that I was kind of in, well, past like my, I'd say like 25 year like anniversary, like when things started to like go downhill Mm -hmm. for my weight, you know, but it's like, I, I just, again, I've been eating my emotions and I haven't done that, but I had to get like a scale that was, I couldn't, so Mm -hmm. I couldn't fool myself. Like I had to get one that's heavy enough to deal with my fat ass. The, the thing that's funny for me is, um, or interesting, I don't know. So after the first time I saw my nutritionist, I saw her the second time. She goes, well, how's this going? And how's this going? I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And, th- and she paused and she goes, really? I'm like, yeah, why? She was just shocked because I don't think that they're used to that kind of no, thing. No, they, they certainly aren't. Again, yeah. which is why most people want to take the pill. Yeah. They want it to be the magical fix that's going to fix all their problems yeah. instead of actually doing the work. Yeah, even like even like my family doctor the last time I saw her. Um, so when I was in the hospital, if anybody knows anything about blood sugar, they take a thing called the A1C. And the A1C tells you basically, it, it gives you an average of what your blood sugar percentage is over the over a course of three months. So when I went into the hospital and in um, 
5.7 to to 10, I think, is considered. Hang on, I wrote this down <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to. I wanted to talk about it. Um, so anything between 5.7 and 6.5 is considered pre-diabetic. 6.5 or above, you're considered diabetic. So when I went into the hospital, I was at 10 point something. Damn. Yeah. Shit. Not good. Not That's good. That's very right? high. So when I saw my, so I, I started seeing a new family doctor um, right after this. They recommended her to me. Actually, I love her. She's fantastic. Um, <clears> so <throat> when I saw her, she said, well, in three months, I'm going to see you again. I'd love to see your blood sugar, your A1C down below 7, 7%. When I went and saw her, it was at 5.7. So that's how much I've improved in, in three months. So and my goal is to basically get off as many drugs as I can. And that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's for, for my long-term health. Number two, it's because I don't want to be on all these meds. And it's just better. And dare I say, you actually want to live longer yeah. and have a good quality of life no, and absolutely. not just be miserable like most people are. And they're, they're taking I the drugs see, to mitigate some of the problems, but it's not going to fix the actual issue. I see people walking around with those those um, compression socks on their legs uh, yeah. the and thing. they can barely walk and they're in those buggies in and out of you know the stores and stuff. I'm like... I will not be that person. I will not be that person. I just won't. That's I get it. Well, unfortunately, it's like I've got <clears> such <throat> like body dysmorphia yeah. because of my weight that actually when I see those people, like I think in my mind that's what I look like. Like we, we've all seen these people in the grocery store. Like yeah. kind of looking like, damn. Like, yeah. like, holy shit. But in my mind, like that's what I look like. Yeah. And I use that as, as motivation to, to stay active and to do stuff. And I'm always trying to um, – Let's, let's be honest. I'm always trying to do difficult things that I suck at yeah. to help to, to learn and to grow and to do all that kind of stuff. And I, I and I use that as the example of like, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll do this. I may not eat like I should. I definitely eat way better than I used to. You know, but again, I'm still craving the sugars and the problem and the yeah. things that, again, <clears throat> eating my emotions. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Whether it's just too much of the good food yep. or it's like those damn cookies that I tell myself I shouldn't buy and I still yeah. do and yeah. <laughs> don't eat them. Agreed. Um, That's what... Uh, it's funny to me to see you guys that are six three and over talk about that because, like I said, since December I went down from two sixty seven to two thirty. Awesome, kind of petered out right there. Though we've talked about this before on here, but like, you but guys, still, I'm five great. nine. So I'm five nine. I call that a fat ass or whatever. <laughs> when you guys talk about it, you're also freaking giants, so you yeah. can put that body weight somewhere else. And when you talk about sure. two thirty as a goal, I'm like, fuck, I'm there stuck right now because. With the new job coming and the puppy and everything else we got, like mm-hmm. all this, I haven't been sleeping because she'll wake up. Yeah. How did I not know this? I'm sorry. She's not on Facebook. Know, so, yeah. No, not uh, on social media at all. Oh, we have a husky shepherd mix and she cries when she's got to go out. You finally so. talked, uh, Mrs. finally talked to you to get the dog. We got her free. So I don't care about yeah, free. It's the responsibility, <laughs> sir. It's not yeah, free as soon as yeah. you buy that first bag of food. Yeah, yeah like, no, that's, that's true. true. Animals are expensive. And yeah, you're like all, already the crazy cat person. Did you get rid of all your cats? She is the crazy cat person. Did you get rid of your cats? Ew. Dog, Jesus. The dog's trying to eat them, though, so I'm okay no with shit. that. No so shit. They might be gotten rid of soon. Any, anyway, but so you're, you're kind of stuck so, right now. So I'm petered out at like 2.30. I haven't been in the gym in three or four weeks, like where I've gone on the regular routine, especially with Last few weeks of work, switching a job, all this, whatever. Dog wakes up early in the morning. You get up, you go, well, you know, go back to sleep until your alarm goes off again. I'm not like I want to get up and go to the gym anymore. Like I had to wake up twice 
one o'clock and three o'clock to let her out. And That'll stop, obviously, once yeah, they get a little right, bit older. Right, but once when all that train. happens, I get into the new job here, I start doing this, and the routine gets back to normal, I'll get back to the gym, no problem. But, like, I started thinking about that stuff with the diet and things like that with, well, what can I cut out? Last time, when I was 25, the first things I cut out was pop and fast food. Just those for three months, mm-hmm. four months. <clears throat> I dropped 20 pounds from that alone. Mm-hmm. And it, again, that was at the time, like I said, where I was drinking those energy drinks as unhealthy as I was on the inside because the energy drinks and all that shit, I wasn't eating fast food. I wouldn't have any other pop, but I would have the energy drinks. So like between the 10 hour work shifts for seven days a week or whatever the hell I was doing then that job, like constantly working, constantly working out, running, drinking the energy drinks, like it, it I was lowest weight, healthy and all that, best shape, whatever, but I wondered how much of that stuff with the glands and everything else like that was all messed up. But again, have you done I, any blood work? I, we used to get it at my last job here where they would come in and we do a screening every year and then it would go to our doctor or whatnot. And if our doctor wanted us to change something, but my blood work's been fine. So, okay. which is weird because I know how many energy drinks and stuff I used to drink. Well, but... that's, that's almost irrelevant. It's just <laughs> like you might be low on some vitamins or minerals yeah. or whatever or testosterone. You know, it was like as we get older, People like you, you lose that. testosterone. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. I was at my family doctor a couple of years ago. Now I think probably for my <laughs> hip, I think I got a cortisone shot to try to like get things to calm down. And that's like the only thing that ever really worked for my damn hip and the problems that I've had with that from lifting. But um, I uh, I asked him, I was like, hey, can we do like a blood work panel? I'd love to see where all my numbers are, like between vitamins, minerals, testosterone, like all that stuff. Like I, I'm interested to see. He's like, oh, you're too young for that. Like, don't worry about that. We're not there yet. Because I'm thinking like, I'm going to be the first one on TRT, like testosterone replacement therapy, as soon as like my levels go down. It's like, <clears> I, <throat> I want to have energy and a libido and all those kind of things. Like when I get older, like I don't want to be the guy who's like, just, uh, I don't feel good, but whatever. And it's just like, no, it's like, give me the testosterone. I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. it doesn't bother me at all. As long as my doctor's given to me, I'm not like going to rush out to just get shot in the ass on like steroids from like the guys at the gym or whatever. Like I get that, but damn it. Like if I'm, my T's low, like I want some tests. Yeah. I ain't scared to admit that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you asked me earlier, what, what was the biggest change that I made other than the pop? For me, the biggest thing was my breakfast routine um, and lunch. So lunch, I used to go out every day to some fast food joint. Yeah. So that, that something convenient, just go grab yeah. something. So, so basically every day I eat a, a turkey wrap on a low carb uh, wrap and um, an orange. That's basically what I eat for lunch every day. In breakfast, I used to had a really bad habit of stopping at McDonald's in the morning because I love their breakfast sandwiches oh. and they're fantastic. I, I will say I do not like McDonald's, but their breakfast, their breakfast stuff, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, so Good shit. and then also like that was when I got my caffeine. I got I got their Coke because their Coke something about that damn Coke. They put crack in it. I'm telling you, I swear <laughs> to God, <laughs> <they> everyone, <laughs> everyone says that it does not, McDonald's Coke is the best Coke. It is. It doesn't taste like regular Coke. It's stupid. So well, anyway, I wonder if it's like the Mexican Coke, like made with real sugar. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but anyway, so obviously I cut all that out. Um, so in the morning I eat um, this um, meal that uh, my nutri- nutritionist gave me. Basically what it is, it's, um, it's a combination of quick oats, um, chia seed, flaxseed, hemp seed, and uh, protein powder. Mix it all together in a combination. Take a half a cup of that, throw hot water in it, and I throw blueberries in, in that. And that's what I eat every morning for breakfast, almost every day. 
Now, today I had eggs and um, low-carb bread. Just because you had more time? Just because I had more time. Yeah. And, I, and I sometimes you get tired of the same thing every yes. day. Yes. I struggle with that a lot. But the, the, the thing that I eat for breakfast is it's fantastic. It's filling. It is flavorful. It's about it's about 400 calories and a, and like 12 <clears> grams <throat> of carbs. So like when I was keeping track of my numbers, I was hitting around 1500 calories a day, about 30 to 40 carbs a day. Um, my protein and my fat sometimes those would go over a little bit, but if I'm going to go over, that's the thing to go over on. Yes, I, I would say you're probably not having enough protein for your size because mm-hmm. the, they ideally say you should have like between uh, one or gram per lean uh, body mass weight yeah. or <clears throat> even body weight. Yeah. That's just impossible. I mean, that's only, unless you're drinking like protein shakes. I tried that before. It's just like you, you, you have, have to eat like just meat, Five meat all day yeah. long yeah, Carniv- yeah carnivore it's, diet. it's, it's lot it's lots of <laughs> it's protein w- whether it be from like a uh, quinoa or whatever or I, I like to get mine honestly from like uh um obviously meat on my main meals but like for snacks and stuff like cottage cheese or whatever and try mm-hmm. to get like the protein kind of in that way as, as yeah. well but like you know, i have to watch i have to watch like quinoa and things like that because there's a lot of carbs in it exactly yeah. so it's like either either way but like i mean i would say you probably should bump up your your protein yeah. either way but the real issue is like when you drastically cut like kind of what you're doing mm-hmm. um, and cut to so few of calories is that your body can actually go into starvation mode. Mm-hmm. And it can actually be like counterintuitive sure, to the other issue. It can yeah. cause problems. Maybe like Jake, kind of what you're talking about is like well, you might kind of plateau and not lose like the fat that you want to lose. You might Your body might start actually eating away at muscle mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So you've got to be careful with that, which is why I love the fact that you're still having barbecue yeah. and stuff like that maybe yeah. like once a week or whatever. Because actually, like when we're talking to uh, Mike the Strongman, a nutritionist, a buddy of mine, like he talks about like when he puts together nutrition plans for people if they're cutting. It's like it's important to have what whatever you want to call it, a treat meal, a cheat meal, a refuel meal, whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter. It's like if you have like a bunch of calories like for a meal, don't be an asshole – don't do it for like a whole day and yeah. like, oh, Saturday's my cheat day. So I'm going to have donuts in the morning and I'm going to have, you know, Taco Bell or whatever for lunch. The entire and dinner like, box. Yeah, yeah like, we know that and like guy. And two, yeah. two pizzas for dinner. Like, no, yeah. don't be an asshole. But like, <laughs> go have barbecue and enjoy yeah. it and don't feel guilty. Like, because the surplus calories, like your body's like, hey, fuck yeah. yeah. We got lots of calories. This is awesome. You'll actually burn more calories for the next two days. Because your body's like, hey, yeah. I got all these calories. I'm good now. I'm not trying to hold on mm-hmm. to every little sure, thing that I get because holy shit, this bitch isn't eating. Damn it. But the other thing that, that I've that I've discovered that that little things that you can do, like I love pizza. So there are places that make pizza with cauliflower crust. Mm-hmm. So it's Which, a lot. Honestly, surprisingly, it's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Amazingly, like, I, I hate on it a lot because I'm like, if you want fucking pizza, have pizza. If you yes. want a cookie, have a cookie. Yes. But I tried one of those the other day, and goddamn, it was delicious. I tell you what, it was fantastic. Um, so there was a Romeo's um, carries uh, cauliflower crust pizza, and then there's a there's a place that there's one in Wooster, and then there's one in Wadsworth. I can't think of the name of even. It. I think even like Domino's and stuff yeah. is doing it now. Like it's becoming pretty but, regular. But I tell you what, it is really good. You well, the good thing is like it, you get that craving out of the yes, way, but it, it you're does. you're staying down on the carbs. Exactly. It's, it's very high fat. It still, is, obviously, of course. But that's okay. Exactly. Because I mean, again, most people don't have enough fat. It's not something Damn you should it. do every we day. Do so stop the crunching. <laughs> oh. I mean, obviously, Did it's not you? something you should do every day. But like, you know, every once in a while, when I'm in my office. 
there's a Romeo's right next to the office, so I'll just get a Romeo's pizza for lunch instead of having the same thing every day. Yeah. You know? Because obviously, like, like you had said, like the biggest thing you can do with that is just meal prep. Mm-hmm. And make sure you have stuff with you. Either you're going to take with you and warm up like I like to do. Because yeah. I like to have, you know, like more of like the meats and the carbs. Like yep. I've been doing a lot of like just meat and potatoes recently because, mm-hmm. well, potatoes are cheap. And because they're fucking delicious. Yeah. Like maybe I shouldn't have as much of it. Maybe I should eat more yep. rice and stuff, but potatoes are so much easier to make Uh, so like i'll do that normally so i don't normally do like the wraps the cold stuff or whatever because again like for me it's easy like i can just like cook up a bunch of meat have some taters like and i got leftovers no big deal And i try to make two different things so i'm not eating the same thing for like lunch and dinner i'm gonna try to mix it up at least a little bit but by like thursday as you meal prep on sundays i'm fucking over it Mm -hmm. like i want some I want some Taco Bell or I want some pizza or Absolutely. I want like a sandwich. I want something different, you know. So I struggle with that. Whereas the people who can just like eat the same thing, breakfast, lunch, or like lunch and dinner or whatever, like every day, like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I have buddies that eat like chicken, rice, and broccoli and they've, that was their lunch for the longest time. But they also get out of work. They go work out and whatever else. But they're having that. A bodybuilder diet, yeah. Yeah, but I mean they're, they're still – they're in their 20s also. <clears throat> so, I mean – I mean, if I would have been eating that shit when I was 25 and not drinking probably all the so I probably would have been in way better shape, right. but I can't do that same every single day. Again. Yeah. The other thing that I've discovered, there's a there's a website that I found is called Clean Food Crush, and they have basically recipes on there that are just simply clean eating. You know, like there's one that I make every once in a while. It's, it's, um, it's shrimp. Um, it's called orange shrimp or something like that. It's basically, it's shrimp and asparagus and orange juice um, and some garlic and salt and pepper. It's super simple. Mm-hmm. It, it's absolutely delicious. I think people like blow out of proportion how difficult it is to cook. Yeah. And it's like cooking is pretty simple. It is. If you can make it simple. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be difficult. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and that just opens your whole world how up. How many of us don't want to take a few minutes out of our day to do something that's actually good for us? Well, though? the and real issue is most people don't on. have the time to do it every yeah. single day, which is yeah. why I like to meal prep. Yeah. And try to do a whole week's worth of food. And I always go a little bit short knowing that by the end of the week I'm be over it. Yeah. I want to do something different. Yeah. You know, so I do that on purpose. I don't have tons of leftovers I'm going to throw away because I didn't get to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's just cooking in, in, in and of itself is like the best way yeah. to, to monitor what it is you're eating. But you can also change the flavors and you don't have to do anything super elaborate. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, mm-hmm. like very simple ingredients it, it, there. It is, yeah. Yeah, and it it's just it's obviously it's all working well for me and I'm very happy with where I'm at right now and um Well dare know. I say you look great. Thanks. And I know I know you still got like a little ways to go, but yeah. still like you look great. Well I remember you know, I used to think about like when I was two eighty plus two eighty five, whatever, I used to think, Man, if I could get down to two fifty I'd be thrilled. Two thirty be ideal. And I used to think, two thirty, God, that's so unattainable, there's no freaking way. And now that I'm at two forty seven two forty six wherever mm-hmm. i'm at right now i'm like shit that ain't that far away yeah so less, i could see that now less than 20 pounds it's more, atta- it's more attainable yeah here. now in the in the 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 charts of you know body fat and um like your bmi scale? your bmi get scale. the fuck out of here now that they told me i have to be under 200 pounds yeah. to be yeah. considered <clears throat> when's, normal when's the last time you were under 200 pounds dad <laughs> um god i couldn't even tell you man. <laughs> high school Six, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe 16. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me know when you get down to 2.30 because then I'll motivate my ass to get down further down where I'm at because you you're 6'3", I'm 5'9". There's a little difference there. You so you guys it. are lucky. I got to be all the way down at like 160 to be like under in my BMI Oh, my, so B- I got my BMI says that. Yours is yeah. probably like fucking 150 pounds or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like skinny girl with a wet t-shirt on or something. <laughs> Seriously, it's, those things are insane. Yeah, they're, 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 normally they're, not, they're not too um, – you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to look at the table. Like when I weigh any type of muscle mass at all, it throws it off. Basically. Oh yeah. When I weighed, all the, all when I weighed 170 pounds and I was in good shape when I was 25, everybody in my family thought I was sick. Yeah. And it's yeah. just because of the fact that I was running all the time with Angela yep. when I first met her and we were working out, I was just doing more to get the weight loss. Before off. I, before I started my job where I'm at now, 20 years ago, um, I was around 225, 230. Um, cause I worked at step two and I worked in a factory job and, and it was a sweatshop Yeah, and I dropped a lot of weight and everybody said the same thing about me. They're like, Oh, you look really sick. I'm like, what's, what's that? What's the healthy numbers? I'm seeing like this table here. I'm looking this stuff up right now. I forget what the healthy For numbers BMI. are. Yeah. BMI. You want to be like, what? Like under 25 or under something? something like that. 24, 24, 25. So let's look at that. For my height, it tells me I should be 205 pounds yeah. to be a BMI of 25 <laughs> or yeah. whatever. I'm like. I haven't been that close <laughs> to 200 since eighth grade yeah. when I was six foot tall and I'm six five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like well, I, I can remember even uh, back when I was running and a lot of ran my half marathon and like, and I, I mean, yeah, I could run for two hours, but I didn't feel like an athlete. I couldn't do a bodyweight back squat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't probably even do a 36 inch box jump. Like I could just run for two hours, but who gives a shit? Granted, I lost a lot of weight, yeah. but I was, I was like 230, 235 pounds. I looked like a fucking cancer patient. Yeah. yeah. Like I did not look healthy. Yeah. Like I was thin. You know, it's like, but I did not look healthy. And then, I, then I, after that, I started CrossFit. Right. And it's like, I got up to about 255, 260. Yeah. But then I, like, I could run, I could jump, I could lift, like I could actually, like, feel like an athlete and do all that kind of stuff again. And like, which, which, which was great. Cause again, it was like, it felt, I felt like me again. Yeah. You know, I, cause again, like that, like the 230 was like, I wish I had saved some of the pictures from like my license and stuff like that because, God, I, I literally looked like a cancer patient. Yeah. Like it was not healthy yeah. whatsoever. And, and, and the, the idea of being down to two hundred and five pounds, get the fuck out of here! Seems like, insane. Not yeah. happening. There's no goddamn way. Yeah, and the one thing that I uh, that I you know like some of my therapists asked me about that. Like, What's your ideal weight? And I said, I said, look, where I want to be is wherever I'm supposed to be. And, and what I'm saying by that is like, I'm not just going to just cut for the sake of cutting and, um, you know, just cut everything out just to get down to a certain weight. To me, it's whatever makes the most sense for my, my body will tell me what the healthy weight is, whatever it is. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And if I lose one to two pounds a, a week, at some point I'm probably, it's probably going to. It's probably going to flatten out. It will definitely plateau, and then and then I'll, but that'll be fine. I'm okay with that. Again, with with the fewest calories you're eating, though, mm-hmm. like that could still be dangerous. No, I, but I, I know. But the the here's the way I look at it. Um, so number one, I'm I'm probably eating more than what I what I was before um, when I was tracking it every day, and uh, I have a whole team behind me. I have a, I have my family doctor, I have my cardiologist, I have my therapist, I have my nutritionist. They're all watching over everything. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody wants to see me every three months for right now. 
um, except for my therapist. She wants to see me every week for whatever reason. You know, to try to, you it's know, I don't cool. know, to be mentally healthy yeah, and shit. Well, God. So much she asked of you. She's such a pain in the ass. Trying to work through your problems well, I was yeah. issues. That's what, what I, <clears throat> pardon me, I guess the one question I wanted to ask you is, like, what have you noticed, like, mental health-wise since you, since this whole ordeal? Was, I mean, I assume it, it got down yeah. quite a bit at the beginning, but, like, what have you noticed since you've had to make all these changes? Um, you know, um, it, it is helping me in, in the mental health, health capacity. I mean, quite frankly, there, you know, I used to, um, I used to get into these, um, you know, I, I, I battle, I've battled depression for a long time and I'd go in and out of it. And like any one thing that would happen, it would spiral me out of control for days or even weeks. And my therapist would have to talk me off the ledge more than, more than, more than often than not. And, uh, the thing that I notice now is like things happen. I'm just like, you know, if it affects me, it affects me for a few hours at most. And I'm like... So you're learning eh. to let go and not internalize yeah, everything? It is. That's it, It's just it's being mindful in, of the moment and just letting it be and not But this is obviously it. just a different focus for your it therapist is. because you've seen a therapist for a long time. Oh, yeah, for it, sure. It hasn't just started because of this. Yeah, of course, of course. and Because and, I think that a lot of people yeah. are, I hate to say it, a lot of males are afraid of therapy because mm-hmm. they've been told from their, their fathers and grandfathers who grew up in very tough times. It's like, be a oh, man. that's, yeah, be a man. Of like, course. Don't, don't tell me your problems. Deal with it, pussy, Agreed. and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, like, these are important things yeah. to be able to work through and talk to people. And the, the other thing that I think people misunderstand about about seeing a therapist is they think it's just a, a, a time to just go have a bitch session. And it's, it's really not what it's about. No. It's it, really is, it is It is really truly about self-discovery. And yeah. a professional who's good, yes. you've got to find a good one and yes. one who's a good fit for you. Yes. Their, their whole idea is to lead you down the path yes. so you can get there sooner. That's all. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And, and they teach you skills that you didn't have before. You know, and a lot of that's like, um, you know, um, how, to, how to deal with problems. Or, like, deal with difficult people. Because, frankly, you can't change somebody else. You can only, you can only control you. And so you got to learn how to deal with some of these difficult personalities that you have around you. Because, face it, we all do. Every single one of us is going to have somebody in our life that really challenges us for one reason or the other. And what, what, she'll, what she'll do for me is she'll help me work through that and figure out how to handle it in a way that doesn't drag me down you know and or teaches me a way to help curb you know like if you have somebody in your life that is um trying to think of an example that that they're just they just attack you for whatever reason every time they talk to you you know and she always gives the 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 thing of like you know you're on the phone with somebody and they're, you know, you're just holding the phone away from you. You're just going, oh, blah, 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 blah. And you're laughing about it. She said, instead of doing that, you just say, so um, apparently you're not ready to talk about this like an adult right now. So um, I'll talk to you later. And you hang up. Yes. If she calls you back or he calls you back, the person calls you back and they're doing it again. You say, okay. You say, are you ready to talk? And, and then they start bitching again. You hang up on them again. And if they call again a third time, what do you do? You don't answer the you damn block phone. It, yeah. You don't answer the phone. Send it to voicemail. Yes. And so then... Because most people, dare I say, are very bad communicators. Yes. And their phones and social media have made them that way, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Agreed. And it's like, most people can't sit down and do what we're doing right here. 
Yeah. They can't have a conversation. Right. They, they, like they're, they're bored and they're on their phones or they're doing whatever. Like yes. they, they can't articulate what it is that they're feeling. Yes. And it's like, no, we need to be able to talk about this like adults. Yes. And if you can't do that calmly, let's talk later. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's, so it's things like that that I've learned through the years, like that I didn't know before. You know, we, we're not taught these things. When well, we're it's, it's, up. it's all about boundaries. It is. Cause like most of us, we've just dealt with stuff like that. And it's like, you know what? No, I'm over it. Yeah. Like let's if we're gonna talk, let's talk like adults. Like yeah. I've told people like that in uh, in the workspace. Mm-hmm. Like don't yell at me. Yeah. You yell at me, like I'm gonna yell back. First yeah. of all, but mm-hmm. it's like I'm a grown ass man. You're not gonna yell at me. You're not gonna you're not gonna threaten me. I'm not scared of you. Yeah. Like whoever it is, I don't care. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's, I don't care if you can beat my ass or not. It doesn't matter. It's like I'm not gonna be afraid of you. So there's no intimidation here. So right. let's talk like adults, or let's not talk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate goal, uh, you know. This is this is really the reason why I wanted to come on and talk about all this, and, and if it helps one or two people, that's that's really all that matters. Is just any of the, any of the things that you have going on inside of you, whether it's physical or mental, just go see somebody about it. Don't wait because you know had I waited, had I not went um, when I was having the chest pains that I was having in February, I probably wouldn't be here today. Probably not. Yeah. Or if if it wasn't today, it'd be tomorrow. It, w- it would have happened sometime. It would have happened sometime. It would have happened. You would have been stressed out about something. Something yes. would have happened, and you you could and have just been died. It. It, I would have been done. I mean, you you could have been like driving home from work. Yes. Stressed out or whatever, and like yes. I'm not feeling so. I'm gonna pull off the side of the road, take a little nap or a breather. What you could have died right there. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. So it's just life is short as it is, and you know, so short. Just in if you have something going on, just go get it checked out. And dare I say, not just physically. Yeah. But mentally yes. and emotionally yeah. as well. What's funny is, so I, I know at least one person that helps. So our first day of, of uh, softball this year, um, our guy who's our, our pitcher. Um, because you, you work with a, a bunch of kids. Yep. You used to coach playing baseball. Yep. And, and now they're older. Yep. And now you're, you're coaching them playing yep. uh, like slow pitch softball. Yeah, exactly. Beer league softball. Yeah, all exactly. it is. Whatever. But and these are kids that you've worked with. I've known forever. For what? 15 years oh, probably? E- easily. Easily. Yeah. So... One of the, the guy who's our pitcher is one of the kids' dads. He's around my age. He's around fifty or so. So when I saw him, old man mostly. <laughs> yeah. When I saw him, he goes, he goes, dude, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm feeling good. He goes, he goes. Right after I saw what happened, he goes, I called my doctor, went in, and got a physical right away. There he goes, you go. He goes, it literally could have saved his life. He goes, the doctor goes, well, what's going on? He goes, nothing. I just need to be checked out. <laughs> he goes, I just want to know. I just want to make sure. I said. That's great. That's awesome. And, and that's that's the whole that's the whole point of it all. Just go get checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I'll tell you what, look, we've been rambling on quite long enough. Let's wrap this bitch up. You have any closing thoughts, Jake? That was my one question to Todd is what would you say to people questioning this? And is it don't wait, go get checked out? Is yeah. that like the main thing? Absolutely. Is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was your closing thought. Don't yeah, that's, wait, go yeah, get checked out. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. If that's what he wants to Yeah, it's I mean That's it's, the ultimate message. Yeah. It, that whole that whole if we can come on here and bullshit and do whatever and talk and, or you can talk to somebody at softball or whatever. And it's that one thing that helps people is <clears throat> why not? Yeah. The hell's wrong. It's with not us hurt. talking about something that helps somebody. That's yeah, it's not going to hurt to get some blood work done or talk to your doctor about how you're feeling or what's going on or change something in your diet. And, and how many people have mental problems too right now where it's not, even Oh, just especially health, right health now with like all that. the tough time we've come yeah, through yeah. with like the 2020 crisis with, and everything yeah, else. And it's like depression, yeah. suicide, like, mm-hmm. Everything is up. I hate to say, like domestic violence is up, and all those kind of things. Like, there's lots of issues right now. It's yeah. like if you can't talk to a therapist because you're not uh, not 
ready to do that. Maybe you're afraid or whatever. Like, talk to a close friend. Yeah, that's you know, why it's it, like I've I've had a close friend. You, you guys are the table here. Like, you've got me through some really tough times. Just being able to have someone neutral to just talk. This this is a form of therapy. Like I said again. Oh, hundred percent. Come on here a million times, and people have talked about it or whatnot. People from all different backgrounds, the guys in the military or whatever else, where it's. I've done this at bars with other random strangers, and it's just talking to people is fixes problems in my life. So, yeah, it's good for all of us for sure. I know for me, hundred percent. Yeah, Todd, closing thoughts. You know, first of all, thank you for sharing sure. as much as you did because I, it, it's a big issue, and it's mm-hmm. it takes a lot of courage to come in and and share these difficult things yeah. but i think there are important messages that people need to hear so thank think, you so much no problem i appreciate it i i think it's important to share and and that's the reason why i do share those kind of things because i figure you know even like at my office at my job you know i'm, I'm part owner or whatever i'm in, am now with the merger whatever um but like i talk about seeing my therapist every week to the employees and why do I do that? Because if they see, hopefully it will inspire them to yes, give them the courage exactly. to go and do that as well. If they see uh, my boss has no fear of talking about that kind of stuff, and he seems like he has his shit pretty well together, and he's still seeing a therapist, maybe I need to go see too. And that's the reason why I talk about, it. and that's why I'm not afraid to talk about it because it's like there's to me it's not a negative it's not a negative to do so. If you have something physically wrong with you, you're going to go see a doctor for that. It's the same thing. If you have something going on in, inside of your head that you can't figure out, like, just go. Like, I have a buddy of mine who he was taking classes to be a, uh, um, to be a social worker. And one time he goes, why don't you come to me and talk about it? I said, because you're emotionally involved with me. Yes. And that's the thing that the therapist is great about. Like, they're emotionally detached like they're not your friend if you see them out in public you're not supposed to say hi to them go over and hug them or whatever no they're not your friend yes they're there to help you work through your shit that is a professional service yeah and and it and it it it, it's just such a great thing to have and um so yeah that's why i talk about it because it's just the most important thing but the real thing that i really trying to figure out is so i moved my cup from a ride smart ride sober coaster to the heavy seals coaster heavy seas coaster because i like that one better why is that so weird for me because you like how it works <laughs> yeah why have i been sitting here playing with all these coasters I'm like a five-year-old for the last hour for those of you who can't see i probably yeah. got like 20 different uh like bar coasters koozies whatever you want to call these things uh-huh. uh because i like to steal them from uh wherever like yeah from wherever i'm at or like breweries that i like we got like you know thirsty dog and great lakes and uh canton brewery and like all this kind of different ones so yeah Sorry, i just wanted to end on a funny note <laughs> yeah i got my uh, Stella artois i would mention it to your therapist though because <laughs> yeah. you could have something to say about perhaps it. you oh, need uh-huh. to work through that yeah. well, believe me one time i was talking to my therapist about my my little ocd issues and stuff because like some a little thing about about me that like nobody knows that nobody knows and like i've told my wife about this every once in a while she'll catch me now because she knows it like i count my steps and when i'm walking like if i'm walking and there's a floor pattern as i'm walking through the hallway i have to have my left foot and right foot hit the exact same mm-hmm, number mm-hmm, on that pattern mm-hmm. and it and like sometimes i'll stutter step to do it and like every once in a while my wife goes what were you doing? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's a little OCD, but it's okay. 
it's okay. I'm like, oh, thank you. I used to have those kind <laughs> of sa- same problems a lot. Yeah. And luckily, I've been able to mostly let go of a lot of it. Yeah. So I can just, I'll catch myself doing it and I'll, you know, I'm just going to stop. And I just yeah. continue on and I don't worry about it. It bugs me. Yeah. But like after years of doing that, it's yeah. it's mostly not an At issue. At least anymore. it doesn't affect my life where like, oh my God, if I don't do this, I'm going to die or something yeah. like that. Because a lot of people- It, it, can, get, it can get bad. We all yeah. have a little bit of it. Of course. But of course. yeah, it can get bad. But anyway. Yeah. Andrew, closing thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I mean- Stop being late, damn it. I, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about being late. Um, no, that's all right. No worries, bro. But yeah, like I, I, I have been sitting here obviously just kind of like, I feel like kind of- you know, just fidgeting a lot just because like, I'm just thinking about like so much stuff from like the thoughts of like, you know, having to, um, you know, go through what Todd went through and having to, you know, have something put in your body and, and, you know, realizing how close you are to a, you know, a potential disaster. And I'm thinking, you know, like when's the last time I've been to the doctor? Like, I'm like, I've got to at least be a year and a half overdue. Like what was, what were, you know, I can't remember what were my numbers last time I had my blood work done. So I'm like thinking about like all this stuff now and it's like, you know, which is a good thing because it like, you know, it's brought it back to the forefront. And like, I know that like, um, you know, probably since like, you know, summer of last year, I haven't really done shit, you know, in the gym or anything like that. Just because um, you were going very regularly oh, yeah, until going, all the Rona hit yeah, and it kind of put a like, damper and everything. I was going, you know, five days a week. And like Jake said too, like I, talking about cutting out fast food. Like I had cut out fast food for like six months and lost a pretty, you know, pretty steady 20 pounds. But you weren't even doing anything crazy. You were just like no, walking. I was just like walking, right? some light like jogging. Lift, lifting a little bit or? Not I, really. I no. Okay. And just, yeah, you know, cutting out the fast food. But since then, just you know. Just making the habit been, of doing stuff. You know, being like, active. Yeah. Eating like shit. Um, the activity hasn't been there. I've just kind of just been, you know, yeah, like tired, but not like in a, you know, more just like a fatigue, you know, mental fatigue type of thing. Where it's like I've just. I think a lot of people are just kind of in a fog it. from this last yeah, year. And I'm being just like separated from everything that you like, yeah, and just, having to cover your face out in public, and not seeing people's smiles. Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I missed that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Big it's time. it's getting to people. Yeah, so I'm just you know thinking about what I'm I'm gonna these decisions. I'm gonna have to make them myself while I still have the privilege to make these decisions until they have to start getting made for me, basically. You know, by by doctors and. So, yeah, I've just been sitting here doing a lot of reflection and, and thinking, like, man, it's, like, every day right now that you're wasting is, you know, that could be, you know, I mean, that could be the day that that, that, set, that takes you out. Basically. Yeah. Know. We, we, we don't know when the end date is. Yeah. So. Might as well. we are, again, talking about simplicity and the simple small things and complacency taking over us or whatever Yeah, because we just kind of get into our little ruts and we, we don't think of the future. We've talked about this so much. Yeah. And it's just like... It's, just, good, to, it's good to be reminded. Yeah. Which is always a good thing. <clears throat> yep. All right. Well, again, thank you guys. I love mm-hmm. you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate these times together and hopefully other people enjoy them as well. But if nothing else, you know, it, at least we're having a good time. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we will see you guys next time. All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. It's always good to sit down with the boyos and have a great time. Well, at least I know I'm having a great time. Hopefully, you guys are as well. But that is a big thing. 
that has obviously happened in Todd's life here recently. And again, he just wanted to come on the show and share his experience and what was going on and what's been going on with his life and with his little journey from his health scare. But more importantly, is to let other people know like the main importance of going to get like yourself checked out if something just doesn't feel right. Like go see the proper person and you know and and just make sure everything's fine because you know chances are you know things are fine but in Todd's case things weren't fine and if he'd have kept going the way he was going he probably wouldn't be here today so thank you so much to that doctor for finding out what was wrong and getting him all fixed up and now obviously he's on his journey of getting healthy and losing weight and and doing all that kind of good stuff and working with his uh, cardiologist and like the things that he can do and moving forward so this it's a it's a wonderful thing that he's still here and we get to obviously enjoy his time and have him on the podcast and uh and i I appreciate him so much if you guys are still here and listening thank you so much for all of your support uh please the biggest thing we can do right now to help the show is go out and leave it a five star review so wherever you're listening to this whatever platform you're hearing it please go out and leave it a five-star review. Make it funny. Make it entertaining. You have free reign to do whatever you want. That is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.